Hey guys, welcome back to Foodie Facts here on Chardon Life Radio. I'm Elmira Prasad and I'm here on episode 2 where we're going to be talking about something that, again, I know you guys already love and you can't resist. This thing is everywhere. It's, it's your go-to food, it's across the street, it's a meme, it's potato. Yes, potato, potato, whatever you want to say, this godsend vegetable or slash starch is really a wonder. And let's start off with how many types of potato there are. Like it's crazy, you have Idaho potato, russet potatoes, those tiny little cute ones that they sell in a sack, white potatoes, brown potatoes, purple potatoes, red potatoes, and there's so many more, it's it's crazy. And what's the number one thing that comes to mind when you think of a potato? Yep, french fries. It's been established that they're not originally French, but most likely Belgian. But to think of the so many types of fries that you have is even another crazy road to take. Like you have your regular straight fries, you but you also have curly fries or waffle fries. And let's not go to the many different things that people eat the fries with, apart from just ketchup and mayo. I'm actually still surprised at how people eat fries with Frosties, the Frosties from Wendy's. I haven't tried that and I probably won't in the near future, but if anyone else has, please let me know how it went because I'm a little bit skeptical about that. I have tried poutine one or two times, but only recently I found out that fries and malt vinegar was a thing. I actually do want to try that, it sounds pretty interesting. In Belgium, there are little shops called fritteries where they sell fries along with this crazy sounding condiment. It's called mamoe sauce. and. What it is, it's actually a combination of mayo, tomato, onion, glucose, garlic, and soy sauce. Yeah. But as unappealing as that list of ingredients may seem, I think it might actually taste better than it just made it sound. And they also eat fries with peanut and tartar sauce. But the thing I found most interesting and cute is that they eat it with a little tiny fork, which sounds very adorable, and I can even picture it in my head. French fries are always a go-to thing. It's like the one item you can find in almost any restaurant. I mean, you can also make home fries when you don't know what to cook, right? My mom would fry potato wedges, she would roast some tomatoes and sausages, and that would sometimes be a really satisfying dinner even though it's not anything special. But honestly, potatoes are a pain to make. Like, they taste great, but cooking them is quite a headache sometimes. This one time, I actually volunteered to fry some potatoes for dinner. I assured my mom that I can do it. I was like, you know, I got this. I just let me do it. I can do this. And I shooed her out the kitchen. It's just a potato. How hard can it be to cook potato? So she finally agreed to let me do it. There I am. I'm cutting up the potatoes and getting ready to fry them. And then I start to think, wait. Do I have to salt and pepper them before I put them in the pan or do I do that while they're frying? And how much oil do I need to use for this? Like do I put a lot or is that going to make the potato like really oily and soggy? By the time they actually make it to the pan, your girl burns the potatoes because I didn't know if it was undercooked or 
if I left it a little too much on the fire, but let's just say dinner was not lovely that night and my mom is not going to let me fry any potatoes anytime soon, so... So, a random interesting fact about potatoes, uh, around the 16th century, a lot of herbalists thought that potatoes were poisonous. Yes, uh, some said that the Lord did not want us to eat potatoes or else he would have said so in the Bible. Of course, it took a while for the potato to regain its honor and come out as one of the best starches. start off with a more sophisticated dish. Here we have the wonderful Italian dish called gnocchi. Kind of makes me cringe because I'm always used to saying gnocchi, but it's actually gnocchi. Anyways, these are Italian potato dumplings and they're so delicious. They're not always made with potato, but that's the most popular form you would see. And to make this, you actually need a specific type of potatoes, russet potatoes. You also need some flour, some eggs, oil, and salt, and actually that's it. That's all the ingredients you need. Now, you have to boil the potatoes unpeeled, actually because this prevents the water from seeping into the potato, which is a no-no for gnocchi. And once that's done, you just drain them, peel them, and you mash them up. You mix the flour and salt in one bowl, and then the potato and the egg yolks in another with the oil, and then you just kind of sprinkle the flour mixture into that potato, and you mix it gently till everything is incorporated. And all that's left to do is just roll out that dough lengthwise and cut them up into little squares. It's pretty easy to do. There's actually a special ridged board that they use that you kind of like roll the squares on to get those famous ridged gnocchi, but you can also just use the back of a fork, which I'm pretty sure everyone does if you're trying to make gnocchi at home. And the final step, you just boil these little dumplings and that's it. I can like almost see the gnocchi in my head and now I really want gnocchi. As simple as I just made it sound, and as simple as I said it would be, gnocchi is actually a very messy job and I suggest unless you've got plenty of time on your hands, you're probably better off eating like pre-made or restaurant gnocchi, but I do think it's a good product to try and you can also make it with various things. I have heard of sweet potato gnocchi and squash gnocchi too. So I hope some of you guys try it out and you never know, you might get some really good gnocchi. You can actually even use gnocchi in other ways, like you can have it in a really creamy soup, which is how I first had gnocchi and it was really delicious. It's kind of like a cream of mushroom soup, but instead of mushrooms, you just have these potato dumplings in there. Or you can saute it in brown butter, sage, and oil. And then you just sprinkle a little bit of parmesan on top and it's really good because you get a slightly crunchy exterior of that dough once you bite into it, but inside you get a really gooey, buttery potato with just a hint of cheese on top. It's really delicious. Okay, on to the next potato deliciousness is one of my favorite things to eat, and this is called pirashki. Pirashki is a Russian dish and it's so good, like, I can't even explain to you how amazing this tastes. There's also a Ukrainian variant, but I'm pretty sure whatever variant you have, you can't stop eating it once you start. Pirashki is an individual sized bun 
and it's either baked or fried but I will admit the fried one tastes way better even though it's probably worse for you yeah so it's a fried or baked bun and inside you would have a savory or a sweet filling so you can have a delicious bun with either mushrooms and chicken or something like cottage cheese and jam but my personal favorites are those that are stuffed with cabbage and egg and of course potato so just imagine having a really hot hot bun it's crispy on the outside and once you bite in it's just stuffed with piping hot chunks of potato together with just tidbits of sauteed onion throughout and kind of like pieces of soft dough from the inside it it's really good and you can just start popping them into your mouth which is very dangerous so you really have to have a lot of self-control when you're eating this So I'll bring up the famous question, what is your favorite way of eating potatoes? For me, I have to say it's definitely mashed potato. Thinking of mashed potato always brings back childhood memories. It's it's literally a lifesaver for me. When I first got my braces, I couldn't really chew anything, I couldn't bite into anything. So I literally ate mashed potato and gravy from Popeyes for three days for just lunch and dinner. Even mashed potato out of the box has its own nostalgia kick to it. And like gnocchi, there's so many ways or so many things that you can do with mashed potato itself after you've made it. Like you can you can mince some chives and garlic and add it to it. Or you can have like onion and bacon mashed potato. Or you can have straight up just plain cheddar cheese on top. There's also that cheesy potato dish that's called Aligo, which I talked about in the previous episode. So if you want to find out more information about that, just tune in back on our old episode there. So allow me to sidetrack here. One day I decided I was going to make myself some mashed potatoes. So I bought some sweet potatoes because I was feeling very fancy. I went back to my room, I started dicing them up and just preparing everything. And when I got to the kitchen, I took them out, put them to boil. I stood there and I was waiting for them to boil. And I was just waiting and waiting and waiting. And Jesus, potatoes take so long to cook. It's not even funny. Like... I was just there waiting for probably over 20 minutes and I was so frustrated because I was hungry. Finally, when they were soft to some extent, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna mash them up because that's how you make mashed potatoes, right? You just mash them up. Well, yeah, except I had one problem. I realized I did not have a potato masher. You know the utensils with the holes that you use to smash the potatoes? I didn't have one. So, smart me decided she's going to use a fork to do this. Well, as you can guess, that did not go very well for me. I did not get far with my mashed potatoes. That was a really bad idea. So by the time I got to some level of mashed potatoes, it was far past lunchtime, my arm was dead, and yeah, and I was frustrated because my mashed potatoes ended up having just big chunks of sweet potato inside. And that was not great. So guys, please don't be like me. Invest in a potato masher. It's really worth your time. So other than being a complete pain to make sometimes, you can use mashed potatoes in other recipes. For example, the English dish that's called bubble and squeak. Yep, that's what it's actually called, bubble and squeak. Uh, This is when you take your leftover mashed potato, you mix it up with some cooked cabbage or some cooked Brussels sprouts, you heat some butter up in the frying pan and then you flatten and cook that mixture until it's golden brown. So you kind of get a, a thin potato patty. 
And then you can just top that off with an egg or maybe some bacon or baked beans. And you can have that for breakfast if you want. East Indian cuisine uses potato in loads of ways, like countless of ways, uh, apart from just using them in curries. One amazing dish is called aloo paratha, or what we would call it as potato roti. So it's really a flatbread that's stuffed with potatoes and spices like roasted jira or cumin seeds, coriander, garam masala, chili powder, or even amchur, which is dry mango powder. So you cook this flatbread on a hot towel with either butter or ghee and it's kind of like eating a flatbread with a spicy potato filling and sometimes you can even top it off with yogurt or pickled mango. It's really good like on a rainy day or just kind of a comfort food on its own. Another really interesting Indian potato dish is the Gujarati Dabeli. Now this is a really delicious looking dish. I've never tried it before, but it's kind of a potato sandwich. Yeah, that's really interesting, right? Uh, Dabeli is made by stuffing pav, which is their version of a bread bun, with a wonderful sounding potato mixture. Inside this potato sandwich, you have onions, garlic, and tamarind chutney. And you also have grated coconut, some jira, and wait for this, spiced masala peanuts, and pomegranate seeds. Yeah, I've never heard of a potato sandwich with pomegranate seeds, but Trust me, this street food looks so amazing and colorful, it doesn't even look like a potato sandwich. It looks like something you'd get in a restaurant. So if anyone ever sees this, I really think you should try it and let me know how it goes because I would definitely love to try that. Sweet potato is another great potato. Just like potato, it comes in different colors. Like there's the bright orange one that we all know, but there's also white ones, purple ones, and even blue ones. I've actually tried the bluish ones and they tend to taste more on the savory side than the orange ones. And it kind of makes sense because the orange ones are actually the sweetest version of the sweet potato. We all know the sweet potato fries or sweet potato and marshmallow pie that are very popular dishes in North America. But in other parts of the world, they eat sweet potato in very interesting ways. Like in East Asia, they're a popular street food, especially during the winter. Places like China, Korea, or Japan, you can just stop by while you're walking for some freshly baked sweet potato as a snack. In the Philippines, they actually use the leaves of the sweet potato as a main ingredient in their salads. This is usually referred to as kamote tops. All they do is just blanch the leaves in boiling water and then they cool it by just submerging it in cold water and then just add it to some tomatoes, onions, and a dressing that's usually made from lemon juice and cane sugar. In the realm of desserts, sweet potato is a famous Spanish and Portuguese dessert ingredient. In countries like Argentina, Chile, Uruguay, Paraguay, and Brazil, dulce de batata, which means sweet potato candy or jam, is a traditional dessert. It's sort of like a jelly or even a firm paste that you can kind of slice into blocks or squares and then eat that with cheese, nuts, and wine. You can even eat this sweet potato jam with bread or chocolate. This sounds really interesting to try. 
and a lot of people actually say it resembles marmalade. There's so many more ways potatoes can be made. Like, you can make hash browns, you can make latkes, potato salad, duchess potatoes. I can go on and on and on. Even though we all love our fries or our mashed potatoes, or even things like tater tots, uh, I think you should try something new with potato because you never know, you could actually find a new favorite. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in on this episode of Foodie Facts. Now, be sure to check out more on sharedliferadio.ca and listen to our next episode soon. Alright, have a good day, guys. See you next time.